This time on Culture File, we place a call to Los Angeles and the desk of our regular tech soothsayer, Professor Ashling Kelleher. And this time we're talking about the unstoppable zombie of the wearable post phone device and Meta's new AI chatbots that allow you to have conversations with all your favorite celebrities. There's a lot of air quotes in that sentence, but Professor Kelleher is here to lay down some concrete. So one of the things that we're hearing a lot about now is the death of the mobile phone. The mobile phone is about to disappear. Does that seem very likely, Ashling? Yeah, this is definitely an idea of taking the computer further and further um, away from our idea of it, first of all, being beside your desk and then on your desk and then in your pocket. And now it's either on your face or on your clothing. So we're seeing uh, innovations now, really thinking about wearable computing that is functional or glasses that are going to be used instead of having to, you know, bother with fluffing around in your bag, but that you can have something really that you can speak to, that is that idea really of seamless computing anywhere. And so one of the people who's been pushing this, and, and we've been hearing this coming down at the pipeline for a little while, is something called the PIN, which is, um, you know, very, I think, very precisely trying to position itself as the evolution of your mobile phone. Yes, the AI pin kind of had its soft launch at Paris Fashion Week, which tells you maybe a lot about the computing power of this pin because it looks very elegant and it's um, you can get it in black or white. And it's essentially something that you wear on your lapel that does not look like a phone. So Naomi Campbell, or the, the OG supermodel, she was the one to kind of soft launch this. And I was rather intrigued by it and went onto their website and read it very carefully and concluded that I have no idea what it is. But I understand it's the future. That's all you need to know. That's all I know. It's the future and you don't need a phone. So it's unclear what the computing power of this is or how it connects to the internet. But essentially it seems to be that you can wear it and you can project things, maybe like a little projector onto your hand. It has some microphones and some speakers so that you can hear things. It has AI tech. So that's it. It's the future and AI technology. AI is kind of like pesto, isn't it? There was a time when everything uh, had an addition of pesto and that meant it was fabulous. And AI is kind of like pesto in that respect. Yeah, here in Los Angeles it might be sriracha <laughs> because we have a sriracha shortage right now. So it's all about the sriracha and getting that hot sauce kick. This device has, um, the people behind it have some kind of uh, pedigree in, in development? Yes, Yes, these are all ex-Apple people. So obviously the design is very slick. They're clearly making it really going at that angle of this is something that is culturally acceptable and cool, right? So this is where they're getting at the idea of like, if we're going to have some form of wearable technology, it's not, you know, the nerd tech geek with the, you know, the Google Glass, which was clearly like some sort of surveillance device on your face that was like surreptitiously recording people. But this is something that it's more like getting at this idea of an AI assistant. But other than that, what problem problem is it solving? Absolutely none that I can think of. You know, I think you, we see something as well with um, the new launch of the Meta Ray-Bans. Okay, so we have these glasses as well. And I think this, this AI pin is maybe even a step further away from that because you don't even know what it is, right? It's a very, maybe a private personal device that could be doing anything. Seems like, we, you know, we've had uh, Google Glass and we've had Snapchat's uh, uh, glasses and both of these seem to come up against social problems. We, we weren't happy about having them around. Have they have they solved this problem? Why are we coming around to wearable photographic devices again? 
this is just the device that will not go away. I mean, we've had this Google Glasses around for a long time, and the biggest sticking point has always been like cultural acceptability. That idea of, are you paying attention to me? Are you listening to me? Are you recording me? What is going to be done with that recording? All of these these elements, I don't think are necessarily going to be solved by either making the device like seamless, as they say, or so like integrated that you're, it's unclear that somebody is, is wearing a device or what it is that they're doing with it. It's like the, the design process has gone mad or something. It's like they've worked out what is the worst feature of earbuds that people have them in and you don't know if they're listening to you or talking to somebody else and then designed a product around it. It's very much about the individual. Like personally, like you'll, you're going to feel cool, right? Because these are cool glasses. They come in 150 different types of frames. Games. They work with prescription. They're like, you look okay. It's not very heavy. And so people won't know you're wearing it. I'm like, but that's the problem, right? The other interesting development, Meta's uh, Instagram is now the home of a series of AI um, friends who are kind of AI analogues of real celebrities. Yeah, this is fascinating slash bonkers. So this idea of AI personas, I think they're using celebrities as a way for us to kind of get familiar with the idea and be like, that seems cool. And then down the line, Meta is really hoping, and then we'll open it up and you can create them for yourself. So this idea that you can create an AI persona, I mean, I think the assumption is that we have such busy lives that we need to create these AI clones of ourselves to deal with the minutia of people trying to chat with us or, you know, just get advice. Because that's what these AI things seem to be about, is that, you know, Mr. Beast, the YouTube personality, he's going to be like the big brother you never had. And I'm like, well, I never had a big brother, but I definitely don't want Mr. Beast to be it. So it's more, it's on the line of chatting right now. So you can go on Instagram and it's just text-based. Yeah, and they kind of do fudge things a little bit there because they kind of suggest that there will be a fully animated version of Kendall Jenner that you can talk to but actually it's just a chat interface. Yeah, very, very anodyne as well at the moment because it's not um, running necessarily say in real time so able to respond to real time events so it's definitely using a the model that it's using the AI model is definitely a closed one so I also think is you know they're pitching it as the idea that it's not just a persona that but you can interact with an AI that has personality and opinions and I'm very curious about well what kind of opinions are they going to have is this AI going to get these real life personalities and and characters cancelled because you know it's going to start saying crazy stuff I mean immediately what you're seeing even though they've only kind of come out for people to play with very recently you know people are trying to have inappropriate conversations with them Harvard professor Shoshana Zoboff came up with this idea of surveillance capitalism before. And in the definition of it, I'm like, I keep thinking about it when I see these personas. It's the idea of using and thinking about private human experience as this free raw material that can be translated into behavioral data. And that's essentially what this is, is that this agent is trying to engage you in conversation, draw out either to get you annoyed that it's giving you so little information or trying to engage you in a general chit-chat that actually could reveal a lot about who you are and what you're thinking.
they're like, yes, and these agents are generating lots and lots of prompts that are directed towards you being a content creator, basically a data machine for these corporate entities to make money off. I love the way that this tech column basically says you don't need any of this tech. So that's great. We're, this month, we'll keep all our money in our pocket. Yeah, cash, man, uh, cash. Which is great, because they're not feeling particularly flush anyway. That's it. Going back to that, no NFTs, no nothing. Professor Ashlyn Kelleher there from her desk in USC School of Cinematic Arts, Los Angeles.